everybody welcome to our first mini-sode yes yeah so uh mini-sodes will probably mainly just be uh troy and i steven uh just kind of talking about kind of just like general things that we like in horror like uh what new movies have we seen what new trailers are out there what are we looking forward to um and then also like a big one for us what blu-rays are being released and where so yeah, was, yeah. sorry i was mentioning the blu-rays i'm just so excited to, to uh, talk about them but i'm talking i'm excited to talk about everything but mention of blu-rays just peps me up so you know what um <laughs> and since we are you're so excited why don't we just start with blu-rays sure all right tell me what uh what blu-rays did you get recently um, so I have a few things that are coming through between the end of this month and next month. Um, most of them are from Severin video. Well, I don't know if you call them Severin video. I think they're just called Severin. Um, I bought a lot from them in the past. Um, and I, I keep discovering new things from them constantly. Um, I, I feel like they put a lot of love into their releases. Um, but there is the Euro Crypt of Christopher Lee box set. It's a nine disc box set. One of those discs is a CD um, that comes with a bunch of Christopher Lee stuff, including um, uh, a TV show that he hosted. That was never um, released. Yeah. Called the theater macabre. Yep. And I've never seen it. I'm honestly, if I'm being, you know, completely candid, I am not the biggest. Now let me, let me, clarify when i say i'm not the biggest christopher lee fan that doesn't i don't mean that i don't like christopher lee i mean that i've not really seen a lot of his stuff aside from really well-known stuff like i've seen a few hammer horror movies you know wicker man star wars lord of the rings i'm obviously well aware of his uh status as far as a you know horror movie legend and icon but i've never really delved into his library and so uh severin released that box set and so for my birthday i bought myself that and it comes with tons and tons and tons of stuff there was a like a bigger um set available of it that was you know it came with a hardcovered signed book a poster and a pin um enamel pin but i i didn't buy that um they also had a, a nature uh, revolt picnic basket bundle which is um, these, you know, animals rising up against people. There's uh, Grizzly, which is a famous, like, you know, it's <laughs> it's just, you know, Grizzly Bear version of Jaws. Um, I, I really like it. I actually have the uh, release from Scorpion, um, and I'm not sure how different this one is. Because Scorpions is a, you know, I, I don't know if it's region free. I know it's region A. Um, so I didn't pick up like a, um, uh, you know, I didn't pick up a, 
um, you know, like Arrow releases region B stuff, but the release stuff for the for the US too. Um, yeah. I think maybe just uh, uh, Scorpion uh, lost the license. I think I'm correct on that. Scorpion who released it comes with Day of the Animals, which is just like I feel like it's Food of the Gods, but just without giant animals. It's just I think animals uh, get infected with something and they attack humans. And then a um, a shark movie called um, Deep Blood, which is directed by Joe D'Amato, who did Anthropophagus, uh, Beyond the Darkness, uh, 2020 Texas Gladiators, uh, something like 150 films or something. Um, and a lot of it's porn. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, I got uh, Santa Sangre, which if, you know, we could do a whole episode on Jodorowsky. Um, but I've, I've not really delved into a lot of Jodorowsky aside from the Holy Mountain. And I've seen parts of Santa Sangre, but I got the nice little four disc, uh, ultra high def 4k release of that. And, uh, I included with it a movie called the sinful dwarf, which, um, I'm going to plug this, uh, this channel I watch on YouTube called unboxed, watched and reviewed in case that guy ever, uh, happens to come across this podcast. I love his channel. He's hilarious. Like this dude uh, reviews um, vile, disgusting, disturbing uh, trash cinema. Like some of it's just straight, almost porn, like stuff that, you know, I really don't want to talk about, I guess, but it, you know, I, he, he gets, he gets it sent to him and he talked about this movie and it's, it's like a weird it's like seventies X-rated. Um, I don't know if you call it horror, but it's like this little person who's just like real mad looking, and I guess he just abducts women and like forces them to like uh, to fuck people or something. I'm not exactly sure. I don't recall. Um, and then they just came out with a whole slew of different um, releases recently at Severin uh, Skin Deep, which uh, Gabe Bartolos directed it. Um, I recently picked up, um, uh, speaking of Gabe Bartolos, St. Bernard, which is this really bizarre out there film movie called Siege, uh, Perdita Durango, which I found out like it's one of those movies that, you know, a lot of people are in danger. I, I watched a little snippet of an interview where an explosion happened on set during a scene and, you know, people are like, I'm oh, still in the vicinity of the explosion. It was this whole crazy thing. Uh, Christmas Satan movie called Day of the Beast. Um, but aside from that, though, uh, the last thing that I've recently bought is uh, the um, the uh, box set that has the for the director of um, Tetsuo the Iron Man, a Tetsuo oh, Body yeah. Hammer. Yeah, a uh, Sukamoto can't call the director's first name, but he, you know, makes all these crazy movies. It has, I think, um, I want to say eight of his eight or 10 of his movies. And I'm really excited to watch those, but yeah, arrow, I think today is the last day of their big, 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 big sale. And that's why I bought it. Cause it was basically half off. Oh, and the big um, sale just, did it just end crossing into midnight? Yes, I think so. Um, their Easter carnage sale, um, I was going to talk to you about, we were, you know, mentioning before about um, um, Diabolic DVD, and we can get into that in a second. But uh, I guess the last mentioning of things I'm aware of that are coming out too that I've not bought. Uh, the only thing I can think of is Scream Factory. Um, Scream Factory uh, announced um, um, 
House of Wax, uh, a Blu-ray release, a proper Blu-ray release of House of Wax, which I'm I'm a big fan of actually. The the original, the, right? No, no, no. The one from uh, 2005 with uh, Paris Hilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just announced that it's a collector's edition. So when you buy, yeah, if you pre-order it, um, at least whenever there's, you know, as long as they're still in stock, if you pre-order it or buy it in time, it'll come with a rolled poster of the art. That's what Scream Factory, it's kind of their um, draw to to pre-order things from them or to buy things from them is that you get a poster. Um, Aside from sometimes they'll release, you know, action figures and stuff. Yeah. But uh yeah, Scream Factory. I get a lot of my Blu-rays from Scream Factory. Um, I'm a little behind though. I just started collecting Blu-rays about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, so I'm still catching up. I started collecting with DVD. Oh, um, me too. Me too. I was just I've uh, put it to the wayside myself. That's uh, only because you know. Everything's well, started, coming out Blu-ray. I've started switching over. You know, I know I've seen the writing on the wall for the future there. Like, you know, I'm sort of switching everything over to Blu-ray that I can. Um, and a lot of them still have like DVDs within the package anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I mean, oh, sorry. The the most recent one I got um, from Scream Factory was Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Oh, nice. Uh, did it come with a slipcover on it? Did yes, I believe that very nice. It's an older release. I have it too. Um, I love whenever you can get. I, I I don't really care too much myself about slip covers per se. Whenever I put them on my shelves, they they look really nice to be in uniform to have slip. You know, it's real weird if they're like yeah. every other one doesn't have. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, judging by, I don't know if you're on any Facebook groups for like selling, buying and selling yes. Blu-rays. But uh-huh. slip covers go through a lot of money. Oh, um, yeah. So, honestly, honestly, God, I don't give a crap about slip covers. <laughs> um, the same art is on the case, and and therefore, like, that's fine for me. Um, so, if I can get them for a little cheaper without a slip cover, I will always do that. I feel that. Um, but, you know, there are people that love slip covers, and if you're a slip cover person and I ever have a slip cover you need, you can just you can have it <laughs> um the only time i care about a slip cover myself is if um is if the is if the uh, insert for the case has a reversible artwork and then that artwork is different from the slip cover because yeah, yeah, that can yeah. happen like the friday the 13th well that's most of screen factories um releases do have reversible uh, inserts the none of the hallow none of their halloweens did in their giant that's my that is my i think my um my creme de la creme my you know my uh pieta or my uh michelangelo of my collection is the uh, 15 disc halloween set which you unfortunately do i'm sorry go ahead Oh, I was saying I, I bought it when I only had to pay 175 for it. New, and then now it's it's an arm and a leg. Um, but no, none of the none of the slips have or none of the inserts have uh, reversible artwork. And that's I don't care about that. The Friday the 13th one uh, ones do. I was going to say for slip covers, the only time I've ever really cared about trying to find one is I have every Vestron video Blu-ray release. And it, I, I did it because the, the first 
um, the first um, stimulus check that we got, I could get all of the Vestron releases just in general without having to pay that much. I think I paid like 350 or 400 bucks and it was like 15, 16 movies. The only one that didn't come with a slip cover is Chopping Mall. It's the first one. So oh, it doesn't look real weird. Mall. Do what? Oh, Chopping Mall. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> Chopping Mall. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, I'm on the same page. I, I really don't necessarily care about slip covers myself. Um, I, I do like it when the slip cover is like they go up maybe above and beyond a grindhouse, uh, grindhouse, uh, releasing, uh, they have really nice slip covers. Like they have, um, like they're one they're especially they're one of, um, uh, I drink your blood. It's so yeah. psychedelic and it's, it's a thick ass. I love if it's, if it's a slip cover, that's like, I don't know what you call it. It's one that you, you put it in, in the side and not, oh, excuse me, from the top or the bottom. And um, it's thick and it's just, it's durable and you know, it's, it's quality. I was going to say, yes, green factory. Uh, you know, I, I do like their slipcover art just because, you know, nice getting a poster of, you know, all the art and stuff. But but at its core, not really, you know, I don't really care too much about slipcovers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just remembered, I don't think that Massacre had a slipcover. Um, oh, no? No. Uh, actually, I don't think it did. But uh, the one that I know will is from Vinegar Syndrome, and the one that I got from there is an old release, but seems to be rare by the way I'm seeing the prices um possession 1981 oh yeah it's going to come with a, oh that's their vinegar syndrome has they're they they are I could probably we could probably do a whole episode <laughs> ranking the quality of slipcovers of blu-rays vinegar syndrome is on like near the top if not on top that i don't know what it is i could just I, I could pull these off my shelves and be like you just hold like feel it like touch it and it just you can tell yeah and i guarantee you yeah. when you get it you're gonna be like wow this is just you can touch it and know you have something of quality um i've not seen i've seen briefly what's inside of the possession uh release but um it just it looks really really nice um i i don't have it and uh you know, I think you you buying it is kind of made me want to get it too, just because I've seen it and I've taken a look at like what all it comes with, and it's a, I mean, I mean, it's an amazing movie too. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then a you know hint hint to our you know public here that listens to us. I've already announced this, but I did get a Blu-ray of From Dust Till Dawn, so you know we can get all the good info for that one too. Oh yes, yes. Um, I don't think anybody has released it, have they? Like, I'm, well, I mean, like anybody um, boutique, like Scream Factory. Yeah, or I, no. I bet they're going to release it. I don't know. I feel like Scream Factory. Yeah. Would I? I would think they would probably release it more so than other companies. I can, I can see Vinegar Syndrome maybe doing it. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I just, I feel like the big, big uh, box office or the big, um, I don't know, the bigger titles go toward um, Scream Factory. I mean, I would love for Vinegar Syndrome or um, 
well, or a Synapse or a Severin to do one. Um, let's move on to trailers you've seen recently. Okay. Have you any trailers that you really liked? I only saw one trailer recently that was really horror related, and that was um, a Zack Snyder's upcoming um, Army of the Dead. They they released a new trailer today. I, I think it was today. I don't think it was yesterday. I um, might be dreaming, but wasn't Romero's son supposed to be coming out with a movie? I think so. Um, it was like Living Dead. Theme. I want. Yes, I'm pretty sure you're. Oh, goodness. I'm pretty sure, yes, you are absolutely correct, but hell if I know. I, I'm not really too familiar with his son or his work. I don't know if I've really seen anything from him. Yeah, but, uh, but Snyder did a great, you know, Dawn of the Dead, so I'm excited for Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah. They showed a zombie tiger. It's, it's supposed to be like a zombie. It is described as a zombie heist movie. I'm not, like, super hyped for it, I think. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Zack Snyder, although I really did enjoy Dawn of the Dead his dawn of the dead and i i I think it is an it's a great case to make for how some remakes are not terrible just because the remakes yeah let me let me me go on record here right now if you snyder fanboys demand a four-hour cut of dawn of the dead y'all can go fuck yourself (laughs) i do uh, not need another four-hour cut of anything Zack snyder or from anybody did you right. watch? Did you watch the four-hour cut of? Uh, no, I watched about twenty minutes and then turned it off. No, you did. I, I did. I, I watched the whole thing. But I, I'm a, I'm a humongous, I'm a humongous uh, comic book fan, and I was just curious whether or not it would have been more watchable. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I thought it was. Um, and there, like, I don't know if you know anything about the drama with Joss Whedon going on and how he's basically a piece of shit. Joss Whedon is trash. Oh yeah, I thought like Joss Whedon was trash since he made uh, Age Voltron. So. <laughs> but have you seen all the stuff that's like coming out about him now about how yeah. he treated actors? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's almost like the guy who claims so much to be a feminist is actually just a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. There's just so many people. It's one of those things that, like, when so many people come out against you. So, trailers, though, have you seen any recent tra- We talked about, I didn't mention Saw again, because I remember we, we I mentioned yeah. it in the last episode, but, like, I'm still really hyped about Saw. I've watched it a few more times. So yeah, really so, you know, Spiral, the book of Saw, like, yes, you know, super stoked once again. I knew we mentioned on the last episode, but super stoked that it's a copycat killer and not like trying to bring Jigsaw killer back to life um, or any shit like that. Um, But a few other ones I've seen on Shudder. There's this movie that is reminding me a bit of you ever seen rubber. Oh yeah. I love rubber. (laughs) Yeah. I love rubber. (laughs) This one's called slacks. S O A X X. Oh, I've still not seen it. Yeah, the Killer Jean movie. I've still not seen it. But there's like all these, like in the trailer, there's all these like shots of Jean's fucking killing people. It's amazing. I'm going to watch that as soon as we get done with this episode. (laughs) I've been meaning to watch it. Speaking of Creep Show, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just like, I just had to blurt it out. Creep Show. (laughs) Um, New new season. Yeah, uh, but Slacks looks really really fun i can't wait i i might watch it too like 
if you like rubber, if you like a psychokinetic tire blowing up people's heads, you're going to like slacks. <laughs> like, I hope it's the same, like, sort of vibe. I hope it's the same sort of vibe where it's like, you know, because rubber is is nonsensical because, it, you know, for that reason, it's nonsensical to be nonsensical. It's so insanely meta and on the on the nose it's you know obviously not supposed to make sense and i'm not really you know i'm not saying anything new but i'm hoping with a movie that's silly you know i'm not i would not want to watch a movie like that if if they tried to spin it seriously in any way you can't make a movie about killer genes and expect to have serious yeah character driven moments in a movie about killer genes. You know, you can have you can have character driven moments, but the slacks cannot be in the same <laughs> frame. Like, like yeah, know, like they just if if you're trying to do like a serious emotion emotionally driven horror moment in your movie and you have a pair of jeans walking towards you by themselves Especially if they're like the high-rising jeans from the '80s, which these appear to be. I, you're I didn't just pay like, attention to what kind of jeans they were. <laughs> you, you, you're not going to get any kind of serious response out of it. Like you're just not. No. I've heard mainly positive things about it too. I've just I, I think I've not been in much of a, a mood to watch anything like super irreverent or silly although it's definitely on my list of stuff to watch i'm glad you brought it up because i'm like oh my god i've seen it it's all it's on their front like you know you look at their featured movies on shutter it's right at the front there every single time so um and then other things i've seen um tonight hannah showed me a trailer for netflix and i know everybody has like mixed feelings on netflix horror uh but it's called things heard and seen um, and it is a just kind of classic ghost story um, movie where like, you know, a couple moves into a house and it's a farmhouse and, and things happen to it. But it looked really good. I felt sort of tense even in the trailer. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then what what things about these kind of movies that I really like is that the woman is seeing things and the man is immediately dismissing them until he has to see them. And there's that implicit like misogyny already going on there where he's like dismissing his woman as like crazy or. Oh, so he's, he's doing a lot of gaslighting, not necessarily gaslighting, just like she just flat out just doesn't believe her. Like gaslighting would imply that he's like, you know, Doing it on purpose. Doing it like because he's in on it, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm a sucker for a ghost story movie or a, or a haunted house movie. Uh, so that looks really good to me. Everybody should check that one out. And then the next one, um, a complete about face from either of those, is called Them. It's a TV show on Amazon. Oh, I keep seeing ads for it where the uh, the young girl. Uh, she has like something dripping from her head in in the ads, like it's the static ads. Like you know, it's like click here if you want to watch this. In yeah, if you would have told me that this was made by Jordan Peele, I would have believed you. This has Get Out Us vibes all over it. I looked up and down to try to see if Jordan Peele was a producer or a writer or something, and he's not. He, you know, I guess he just kind of influenced. Um, you know, noir horror is what we call it, or black horror. 
to become more like, you know, his movies. And that's good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, but the cool thing is, is that apparently it's an anthology series. Oh, it's an anthology. Ooh, that makes me even more excited for it. So I, yeah, I knew but, vaguely about it, but it's going to be an anthology series. Kind of like the, the haunting of Hill house and the haunting of Bly Manor in the sense right. it's going to be an entire season for a story. And then they'll move on to a next season will be a different story. So okay, like American Horror Story. Yeah, so like American like Horror the, Story is the most famous example. Or like the Haunting uh, series, as you said, too. Yeah, like the um, Haunting series, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're not going to do any more beyond Bly Manor. So, you know, American Horror Story is hopefully a better example that keeps going on. Uh, so, yeah, those are the things I've seen for trailers. Um, what about movies? What have you watched recently, new or not new? not really watched a lot of new stuff i was going to say well for as far as new um uh i got i i uh i sorry for kind of blurred again out there just got so excited about this uh, creep show um i actually haven't watched the second episode yet i've i'm behind well two episodes in i'm behind one episode the first episode was phenomenal season season two episode one absolutely wonderful both segments spot on i highly enjoyed both I'm, of them i'm glad you're behind because i'm also behind <laughs> good um i know i don't know if he's in the third or second episode i just saw a little excerpt with keith david um and uh another guy and uh, i'm not sure if that's that but i love keith david uh but you have um i don't think it's matt dylan i think it's uh his brother you know from entourage um, he was in the first episode, you know, he was the abusive dad. Um, and uh, then the second episode with Ted Raimi, and uh, like, yeah. and like badass Bob Ross. Oh, the whole that entire both of those segments were so fucking fun. Yeah. What, I, what I love about that show is I, I do honestly feel like it does keep the vibe of creep show there i feel like you had there's so many of those moments where they stop and they have you know a wide shot of you know uh like just a single person or person or multiple persons but behind them is the uh kind of like what we have in our our logo logo that burst image that really colorful image just very comic booky i'm i was always you know worried before this came out for even in the last um last season which it did well i, I liked it mostly but i was worried like oh is this just going to be another you know horror anthology no it's very creep show so i'm very pleasantly you know, surprised of how much I enjoyed episode one, and I need to check out episode two before. Yeah, yeah. I episode three. I was out. shocked when I saw Ted Raimi. I was like, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> he, pulled out, he pulled out the Necronomicon, and I was just like, oh, that's where this is going. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like it br- brings it on. Um, you know, whatever they call their antiques road show, and he just yeah, it just balls to the wall. I like how you know graphically violent it is. I like how you know it does it. You know, I, I really feel like they're not holding back as far as um yeah. how silly they are with their violence. Like the it's it's hilarious. It's yeah, uh, you know, Shutter can do that where you know oh, other, yeah. other places, other streaming sites might, you know, frown or or not want to do that. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, first episode, good. We'll update you how we feel in the second, <laughs> third, and probably fourth episode by the time we record our next episode. Yeah, I'm um, really excited. Um, I've not watched anything else aside from that, mainly. I, I rewatched Waxwork, which I've always been a huge fan. I caught it on a free on-demand service when I don't know if everyone or if everyone or anyone remembers FearNet. Um, yeah, FearNet, really yeah, they used to have a free on-demand service when it was before Time Warner, it was Insight on demand, and they had free movies, and Waxwork was on there. And I watched it and fell in love with it. And I have it on Vestron Blu-ray, and I rewatched it, and I'm like, this is great. Um, and also to kind of end where I'm kind of watching things right now, um I am planning to what stepfather the original which is one of my favorite horror movies ever is coming out on shutter this month and the remake is on netflix so i'm going to i've never seen i tried sitting through the remake once and i just couldn't stand it it was like everything it's like what it's like everything wrong or everything about what not to do in a horror movie remake, everything that you see and you're like, they literally made, I don't know who they made this for. It's like, no one remembers stepfather. So why remake it? Because the, I'm sorry, the original one was amazing. And I'm, I'm planning to, to sit through it and to kind of give, give a comparison about that. So. Yeah. So like the biggest sin for a remake for me is if you just make it shot for shot. So the biggest remake sin for me is psycho. Like it just was a shot for shot remake of the original. Why would I watch Vince Vaughn be Norman Bates when I could watch Anthony Perkins be Norman Bates? Oh yeah. I, I'm not a, not a fan of, of the uh, psycho. I don't, I don't hate it, but I get, I, I agree with you there. Like, why but funny games did it too and i i that, enjoy that both. Is the example of, of a success for me like because the first funny games i ever watched was the remake there was the remake but the director the same director directed both yeah the remake so the you know original. i guess if hitchcock was alive in the 90s <laughs> yeah um, and that did not you know he didn't even make it to 1981 let alone yeah 1997 or whenever the fuck that came out it's something like that um, yeah, like, so, yeah, it, I don't know. I just, I prefer somebody to be creative with a remake. Um, Whereas why I kind of like Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween, actually. You know, like, it's a different take on the same story. And if I wanted to watch the same story with the same style and everything, like, I'll just watch the original, you know? That's um a part... The only issue, see, when it comes on remakes, I won't go too far into like the whole conversation about remakes. That's a whole conversation for another day, a whole episode to make of it. It's like I remember when Texas Chainsaw, that was one of the first R-rated movies I, I saw in the theaters was a remake of Texas Chainsaw. I went with my mom. Uh, my mom trying to be super cool, <laughs> uh, you know, living in a, in a divorce household. My mom wanted to be super cool and wanted like, hey, look, I'll go take you to watch an R-rated movie. And, you know, like as a, it came out in 2003. So I would have been 12 when I went to go see it. Um, and uh, I love the first half. I don't like the second half. I, I never, I never feel like Leatherface should be the sole focus of a Texas Chainsaw movie minus the second. I love the second 
Texas Chainsaw. Well, I mean, it's kind of like Hellraiser, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, like Pinhead was not supposed to be the original. Yes, focus of Hellraiser, but then like by the time you make it to Hellraiser two and three and four, like it just grows and how much yeah. focus there is for Pinhead and, and the Cenobites uh, and how you know people are losing track. Yeah. And at, at on the same on the opposite side of the coin, because I was going to say I love two. I think Hellraiser one and two has the same vibe as like Terminator one and two or Alien and Aliens. Yeah. How different movies, but like both are really really good. But yes, when you get into, but then I feel like after Hellraiser four, five and onward, try to go hard into the we're not focused on Cenobites, but then like you could take the Cenobites out of those damn movies and you could have move like you could completely, you could completely eliminate those elements of Cenobites or Hellraiser elements. And they could be just really kind of stupid, dumb horror movies on their own, but it wasn't good as well. Whenever they were trying to focus on that, but I was going to say for Texas Chainsaw though, I remember Michael Bay coming out to say, with because you know he he owns Platinum Dunes with a few other people who he you know has collaborated with forever and he was like I'm literally just making sure Texas Chainsaw comes about because I'm gonna make a lot of money from it and I'm sitting there like God damn it you have Texas Chainsaw which is like I'm, in my opinion um, is one of the greatest I mean it's not just mine I think it's I this uh, most people share this most horror movie fans share that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. The original is one of the greatest horror movies ever made of all time ever. Like it's one of the greatest horror movies ever of all time on so many different levels. And I didn't hate the remake. I love the first half. And then like when they folks started doing the focus on the, I love the shit with uh, Arlie Ermy. I love that shit. I loved it. I, that was, it was that scared the shit out of me. But when you go to like Leatherface and you try to like, yeah, he had a he had a rash on his face or what the fuck ever. Like I didn't give a shit about that. Like, but Did um, Ed have a rash on his face. I don't. Know. No, it's like and but, I uh, like Ed Gein to like the brother and like the the uh, the older brother. Like I I see Ed Gein in more than just Leatherface. I saw him in like all aspects of the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean like the cooking part. You know? The, yes, yes. Not Leatherface. Leatherface is no. a killer. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. so there are people that i know and one of them helps us host this podcast who like the remake better than the original of texas chainsaw Massacre. yes and that's fine and, and that's fine that's fine that's yes fine. totally fine um i i'm generally not a michael bay fan i like the rock i think it was i think the rock is probably his best Movie. yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> like uh, I, do, I do appreciate that he tried to like reboot a lot of the like classic horror movies like like texas chainsaw and everything that it's texas yeah and then friday the it's 13th like, yeah but it's also like the friday the 13th remake and i like friday the 13th like the fran as a franchise like is not my favorite sure 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 uh, i get that uh, Halloween is my favorite, and then I'd probably say, if you count Scream, Scream would go in there. Oh yeah, I mean Scream is a, any um, you know if a horror movie has multiple you know sequels, it's definitely a franchise. You know, Friday the Thirteenth. I would rather watch any 
of the older ones than the remake. Like the remake was just like I wanted to bash my head in the whole time. And yeah, there's there's aspects about it yeah, I really like, didn't like. The entire intro is just the first movie. Like you got Mrs. Voorhees for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, and yeah. That's fine. Um what else have you watched? You watched anything else? Um, no, that's, that's about it. Um, and then upcoming, speaking of watching things, I wanted to uh, plug in case anybody who listens in is a fan. Um, Joe Bob is starting season three of the last drive in this coming Friday at nine o'clock. Um, no one knows what's going to be on fucking, um, Eli Roth is going to be the special guest he's announced. I don't know if that means they're going to show an Eli Roth movie. I'm sorry. I really don't like Eli Roth as a, I don't like his movies really. Even as like a, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm just not a huge fan of his. I, you know, like, and I, I even said for a long time, I was like, yeah, but I really like cabin fever. I even rewatched cabin fever and I'm just sitting here. Like there's so many things that made me cringe when I watch it. Like, um, like one of the dudes said some really like dumb gay joke, like just uh, so like, oh, you're really gay. I don't know what he Eli, said. It was just really stupid. It's it's interesting because Eli Roth is a product of the early 2000s. And we as a society have evolved so fast, right? Like because of yeah. the, the Internet, we've evolved so fast and we've developed a whole new culture so fast. It feels so outdated to watch a lot of his movies. He's in a lot of movies that I really enjoy. Yeah. You know, he was in 2001 an Maniacs. We love him as an actor. That's crazy, though, right? Like, yeah, 2000, was it 2001 <laughs> Maniacs? Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah. you know, I don't know if it's a sequel to 2000 Maniacs, um, but he's he plays the character, you know, he was he played in Cabin Fever in 2001 yeah. Maniacs. Like, I really like 2001 Maniacs. He's the bear Jew. He's the, yeah, oh my god, yeah, he was amazing in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Did you, did you ever watch Aftershock? No. Oh, it's real. Oh, I implore you to watch Aftershock. Aftershock yeah. is fantastic. He's in it, and it's fantastic. Um, Piranha 3D. Oh my god, I loved him in Piranha 3D. I thought he was fantastic. Okay. I love Piranha 3D. I wish he would just kind of update his style. There's a movie called The Toll. Have you ever heard of it? No, I've I don't think so. So it's new. It's newer or new. Um, I think it's 2021. Uh, but uh, it's called the Toll, and so it is about and and this is one of my new favorite things that people are doing, especially now in the modern era, is like creepy Uber drivers. Um, why does it sound familiar? So there's one called Spree. That's like um, Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. I don't know if you're a fan of Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, why does he sound? Why does it sound familiar? What you're talking about? And I know, I know, Steve Harrington is. Maybe I've seen this somewhere. Is this on Shutter? Mm-mm. Oh, I don't know. Seen is, it then. The whole is something you either need to get on Redbox or Prime or something like that. We got it on Redbox. Um, maybe you mentioned to it to maybe you mentioned it to me before. Maybe um, and maybe Hannah mentioned it because she's the bigger messenger between you two. Um, but, uh, the toll, it's about an Uber driver picking someone up and they go off to like their sister's house in the woods 
And it's almost like a dead end thing where like they get stuck on this road and the toll man wants his toll. Um, and you can kind of guess what his toll is, which is fucking blood, right? Oh. Like he wants blood, he wants murder, he wants death. Sounds pretty great so far. Oh, it's great. No, it's I I liked it more than Hannah. Hannah did like it. Yeah. But uh I I'm I was immediately like I'm a fan. Um it's great. It makes you wonder about the the toll man versus like who this creepy Uber driver is. And then you start realizing maybe this Uber driver's just some like weird incel, you know, like and the toll ban is a real thing. And then there's a twist at the end that I don't want to give away to the public that if you want to know, I'll give away to you later on. Um, I'll, uh, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, um, it's great. Uh, it's it's a good pace. Like, she, you know, in the first two minutes, she gets in the car and they're on their way. And it just doesn't stop there. You're wondering. It's weird. You know, Um but I feel like I've even given some away just by saying, like, maybe you realize he's an incel driver later on. Like, you know, the first 10 minutes of it, I was tense about whether he was a killer or not. Um, so um, one of the things I've been watching every night before I go to bed because I work nights. So it's like, you know, 630 in the morning uh, is... Nickelodeon's classic children are pre preteen maybe uh, preteen show. Are you afraid of the dark? And I know Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Just recently renewed it for 2021, and there's new episodes coming out. Oh, okay. I vaguely knew about new episodes, but I. Uh... But um, I do. I will always liked it more so than I thought. It was a lot more edgy than Goosebumps. People, people die in. Are you afraid of the dark? Don't they? There's some episodes that are ironically pretty dark. Like, um, yeah, like, few I remember yeah. Like, I don't remember any Goosebumps, and I, and I'm actually like I've been on a big children's horror kick, and I'm I'm going to talk about Goosebumps in a second. Um, because I think Goosebumps is a good, you know, entry level into horror. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. But for Are You Afraid of the Dark has a lot of, like, a lot of episodes in Are You Afraid of the Dark are just horror movies. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. The fucking pool monster. Oh, my God. That pool monster. Yeah. Um, and then Hannah brought up one where it was like sea demons coming to attack that captain, and it's like all this different stuff. And I'm sitting here going, That's the fog, that's the fog. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, I've been watching, I just got into season two, I'm gonna work my way through the original series, um, and then into the new series of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, so yeah, moving on. Uh, our last topic of the night is horror literature, and I'm pretty sure I'm the main one that has this. Yes. I have been collecting, started collecting, and I'll raise them up, Goosebumps books. Um, 
and that's just in the time that we recorded RSVP to now. Um, and my big stickler of Goosebumps books is I want the original art from when they first came out. Uh, with the embossed letters, or do they have? Are they different? I've not. I'm not kept up. Yeah, on appar- apparently, like Arl Stein let him make like different versions, like modern versions. Oh, like, like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. How they yeah, change their art. Oh, that these, sucks. These are like you can you can touch the words goosebumps and feel it. You know. Yes. Uh, and and it's got the original artwork that's just like it it creeped the shit out of me when I was in third grade, and it just brings back some nostalgia. So I wanted to read some titles real quick. Um, and there's about thirteen of these, but. You know, see if it brings back nostalgia. I don't know if you read any of these or not. Um, I'm watching the show recently, so probably it'll like invoke a lot of feelings. I've been, yeah. Um, Some <laughs> of these, I'm just like, wow, back. I don't remember these until you know from from earlier on. Attack of the Jack O' Lanterns. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that one. I didn't read it, but I do remember it. Um, a Shocker on Shock Street. <laughs> yes, I do remember yeah. that one. Oh, here's one of my favorites, A Night in Terror Tower. Yes, I love A Night in Terror Tower. Is that a choose-your-own? There is a choose-your-own-adventure one that's like that. Do you remember those? Yeah, it's like Goosebumps Choose-Your-Own-Adventure. I don't have any of those. These are, you read them, you figure out what happens to reading them. Um, Yeah, these are just, these are classic books. And some of these, like, actually have people's names in them. And then it's like marked out in someone else's name. You can tell they're like, handed oh down. no, yeah. But the thing is, is I saw that and I went, "That's cool, though." Like I know these were handed down by people. They bought and them so, at the Scholastic Book Fair, wrote them, them on, and then I bought them on at half price books and an eBay. And okay. like, I can tell people bought these. Yeah, like you said at the Scholastic, because it has the Scholastic <laughs> symbol on them. Yeah, all they're them always do. at the book fair. Yeah, all of them, but. Yeah, even welcome to Dead House. Like all of them have this on there, and I'm like, these were loved by people who were like me when I was in, you know, grade school. And my mother was like, we couldn't buy you enough of these. Um, and then you got the Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I'm gonna read that one soon. I love a good werewolf story. Ooh, I'm curious if you have one. I'm curious if you have the uh, Cuckoo Clock of Doom. That's funny because it's the next one up here, the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. <laughs> that one's fucked up right here. Yeah. That oh. one's fucked up because it's all about, uh, you know, getting what is it? It's like about getting forgotten or getting uh, erased from time or something. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. Go back in time to the point where like he wasn't actually born or something and his parents forget about him. Yeah, I know. It's like it's it's fucking scary as shit. It's yeah. scary. Next is a uh, go eat worms. Oh like, yeah, go here, like yeah, worms busting through some papers, and that's yes. the other thing is like all of these are the classic artwork from like when they were first released from R.L. Stein, who, by the way, I am convinced has some sort of deal with Stephen King. R.L. Stein sets up people to become Stephen King fans. That's my conspiracy theory. You ever read any of his uh, uh, Fear Street books? Fear Street's fantastic, and they're making a TV series out of it. I'll, I've never read any of the books, but I read a, like an excerpt from one of them about like how somebody fed somebody to a horse or something. Yeah, 
it's like some gruesome. Like apparently, people do fucking die in the Fear Street books. Ooh. Fear Street's for te- young teenagers. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm under the impression of. Um, the next one is <laughs> it came from beneath the snake sink. Yes. Uh, and the next one is my favorite, and it's actually the first Goosebump book to ever be released. I believe. Let me check and make sure. Don't go in. Don't go in the base. Not don't go in the basement. No, it's welcome to Dead House. Welcome to Dead House. And that's a great Goosebumps uh, TV series too. That one was fun. Which welcome, one? Welcome to Dead House. Well, I don't know what I don't know what that one's about. So it's like a family moves into a town with a uh, they like basically have like a Fukushima, like you know, or a Chernobyl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the they're about to town, dump that water. Yeah, and and the whole town dies <laughs> from it, and then like the family moves in, and they're trying to figure out if they're dead or not. <laughs> oh yeah okay that's yeah. starting to come back to me and then next one is welcome to camp nightmare camp nightmare isn't that the, isn't that the one where they're like in a it goes into a different dimension or something i think so there's like a couple there's a few camp books in the yeah, Goosebumps series maybe that one might be the camp full of ghosts this one is definitely like a monster okay it's a little camp of horrors is the tagline for it. Um, and then the next one, this is a Goosebumps classic. And the next one after this is a Goosebumps classic too, but Monster Blood. Oh yeah, I just man. watched the episode of that. Monster Blood, man. <laughs> I think the book was probably a bit more uh, graphic than the um, than the, it's so funny saying uh, the book, the, you know, Goosebumps is graphic, but like it you know implies that the, it, the it's like it eats people. And you know what that the blob in that the the blood in that seemed more like the blob that I was expecting like that to be in um that one where it's the blob that ate everyone where the yeah. uh, where the guy you know he write anything he writes on the typewriter comes to life and but yeah. the blob isn't like you know the blob it's like a I don't know if you've seen Terror Vision but it's like a like a alien it's it looks like his tentacles and a mouth and stuff yeah 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 yeah. i was hoping it was more like monster blood which still consumes mm. things yeah. you know well there's like three or four monster blood books like it's it he oh yeah is it like a classic horror sequel thing uh. like yeah now this one and this is one of my favorite ones that I have so far, not because it's one of my favorite Goosebumps stories, but just because like what's written on it on the side of the book here. And I don't know if you can see it. Can you see that? Evan and Jake. Yeah. So Evan is marked out and then Jake's written on it. Yeah. Fuck Clearly. Evan. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Evan. Evan. Right. Fuck you, Evan. It's Jake's <laughs> book now. <laughs> Evan used to own this book. And it was marked out by Jake, and now Jake owned this book, <laughs> and now I own this book. Now Jake. you got a mo- so fuck you, Jake. That sounds like a my book goosebumps story. Like you mark him out, and he starts losing things in his life or something. Like his wife yeah. starts being erased or and, something. And the book for that is Night <laughs> of the Living Dummy. Oh, a classic. Yeah, Night Night the original Night of the Living Dummy. Wasn't he the main villain of the movie? Yeah, the movie was bad. 
bad though. I yeah, I'm, <laughs> I can understand kids. Re- I, I feel like it was definitely made for. It was like an action adventure movie for kids. It reminded me of like, you know, like Jumanji or something, like a little more lighthearted Jumanji or something. Not really scary. Kind of sucks. Um, and then easily the probably the most famous Goosebumps book ever, The Haunted Mask. You know what I learned about the haunted mask? Apparently, has R.L. Stein has some sort of um, influence from Halloween three, or something. How Halloween three is related? Which that makes that makes sense. I don't that know if that was. Sense. I don't know if that's speculation because I, you know, I don't think of like. I don't know. I guess I don't. You know, I. If you've ever seen R.L. Stein, like he just looks like a really sweet man. Looks like a really nice guy. Well, yeah, he doesn't look like a a coked out weirdo like Stephen King does. <laughs> like, you uh, know, I, no offense to Stephen King. You know, I saw your Maximum Overdrive trailer recently, and yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, he's coked out of his mind when he did yeah, Maximum but, like, Overdrive. R.L. Stein is just like hello. I'm Arnold Stein. You know, I wrote the Goosebumps books. Like, it's like somebody where I was like, if that guy wasn't writing horror books for children, he would be a Mormon. That's what he would be. <laughs> I tricked people into thinking I met him. Me and my friend, we we found a, his headshot in Insider on the back of a book. We took a picture of it and posted it on Facebook years and years ago. We're like, oh my god, we met with me. We met Arnold Stein's book signing. We like tricked <laughs> yeah. so many people. It was so so funny. Um, but yeah, there were. I was reading a thing about his influences between his books, and a lot of it was like 30s, 40s, 50s horror. But it seemed really weird that like Halloween three for the haunted mask. But maybe it's true. Yeah, oh, no. you know, and like you like you said, like a lot of children's horror is just trying to introduce you to the horror industry and the horror yeah. genre. Um, so the next one. One of the things I love is that, like how much ghost stuff is in Goosebumps, just like flat out just ghost. Oh yeah, and yes. the last two is Ghost Beach and Ghost Camp. <laughs> ghost yeah. Beach and Ghost Camp. <laughs> yeah, so I'll keep you all updated. I'm going to keep collecting these uh, until I have every single Goosebumps book that there is to have. My favorite was about the mutant, the masked mutant. Uh, where the kid found the like he turned into a comic book character. Oh, I really like that one. I and I, um, I just watched the episode of it and Horrorland. I think Horrorland was probably my. F- I say that and I keep saying, "Oh, this one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. I love Horrorland." A um, night in Horrorland. Yes. Um, that one scared the shit out of me. Um. Uh, they made another one, another book about it. Did you ever read any of the Goosebumps books that were the Choose Your Own Adventure books? I was, I think I grew out of Goosebumps and moved on to Fear Street. Okay. That happened. Um, I remember these, these came out probably whenever, goodness, I feel like I was probably 11 or 12, but it was really interesting. Like you could, you know, choose this and you're going to meet your fate, you know, sort of business um yeah. they're really interesting but I, I recommend all this to parents who have kids who might be interested in horror you know if uh your eight-year-old walks up and goes can i watch silence of the lambs show goosebumps before <laughs> you know 
All right, everybody, that is going to be the end of our first mini-sode. Um, real quick, before we go, I want to pinpoint a few things. We do have a Twitter we want you to follow. Um, it is at Bloody Bourbon one Yeah, it's not our episode or like our podcast name, but, you know, it's close enough. Um, at us. And then... Uh, eventually we will have a Facebook and Instagram going that we can have you all follow too. We'll probably announce that with the next episode, but yeah, anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed us just kind of shooting a shit about Blu-rays and trailers and all that. And we will see you for our next episode and our next mini-sode. All right, yeah. See you guys you. later. Peace. Peace.